Welcome to The Out Agenda, coming to you on archive.kpfk.org. I'm Rita Gonzalez, and this is our special segment that we are going to be doing once a month called Radio Q Glue. And our hosts are Eduardo Archuleta, Lidia Otero, and Mario Nova. So I am going to throw it to them right now because we have some great guests, and there's so many questions that they're going to ask. So take it away, group. Wonderful. Well, I guess I, I will start off. Uh, this is Mario Navoa. I just wanted to uh, find out um, if if uh, Umi and uh, maybe then Angel can introduce themselves. Sure thing. I'm excited to be here, y'all. I'm Umi, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. I direct content at One Archives Foundation and had the privilege of working and producing the uh, Together on the Air exhibition with Angel. Hi, uh, I'm Angel Loarte del Solar. Uh, I work as a curator for One Archives Foundation and got the chance to curate this uh, exhibit Together on the Air with all of you here. And it was amazing. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Lidia Otero. So, Ankel, the next next question I, I have for you is uh, because I think that I'm curious, and I th- think that listeners might be curious as to uh, do you call consider yourself an archivist, and like, what do you do at the One Archives Foundation? Like, what what what's your what are your activities? Oh, I love that question. I'm glad that you asked me like if I consider myself an archivist because that's that's a pretty complicated one right there. I'm not officially an archivist like I did not study that I don't know I don't know how to properly do it however my entire life and I was talking with Umi recently over tea about this but since I was young I've been collecting this huge archive of like documents sounds voice recordings so this is just personal right so it's not for for the project but so I'm not an archivist, but I kind of am in my own way. <laughs> I love preserving history. And when I started transitioning about like five years ago, I decided to take it a lot more seriously. And just I started archiving my own uh, voice recordings, my voice changing and photographs every day of like my body changing and all of that. So I have a Google Drive that I pay way too much for a month because it has too too much on it. But it's really cool getting to, um, I don't know what I'll do with it, you know, but it's it's it really excites me to, to do that kind of work. But I am definitely not like an official archivist, right? This is just a personal hobby that I enjoy doing. But it's fascinating what you're trying to do. I mean, it's absolutely fascinating. I commend you for for chronicling it, this, you know, these changes in your voice and in your body. I, I want, I want to, I want to uh, see it, you know, since I'm not witnessing, I would like to see it in at some point. So uh, hopefully you find a way to, to make it more public. I definitely would like to at some point, but I get overwhelmed with like, oh, what do I make with this, you know? <laughs> and also there's always the question of like, who cares about it? But I, it makes me happy to hear you say that, Lydia. Yes, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe I'll do something with it someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we all care here, uh, and a lot of people out there will care about it too. This is Eduardo Archuleta. I, I 
I think it would be fascinating to see what you have and, and how you put that together and, and maybe just kind of chronologically situate stuff and, and how you put things together. I, I I would also be fascinated to see what you do with it and, and would like to see it as well. You guys are hyping me up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> In fairness, that's what you did for us when, when you were talking to us about that the whole um, history of Radio Blue stuff. So if we can give a little bit of that back that would that's fantastic for us i think what what is it that you're currently doing at at one archives angel uh so from october or yeah late october to december when we had our opening i was um oh man it was it was it was a lot of fun i was doing a lot of oral histories and there's a lot that goes into preparing oral histories, you know, um, preparing questions, doing research on folks, doing research on the history of the content, just to contextualize everything. I was thinking about, um, it was my first time curating a show. So I was really like worried that it wasn't going to go well because of course my first time but I am an oral historian and I know that I'm good at that. And so I focused a lot on making sure that those stories were being told in, in just like exciting ways. <laughs> so I, I really put my energy, most of my energy into that. And um, the rest kind of fell into place. And we did some like video footage and uh, photography and, Oh, it was so fun doing research, like in the archive specifically to find images that were relevant. And then like at like the last second, Lydia sending me this really awesome picture that I had to use. Another really exciting part was I became good friends with Roland Valencia and he just showed me, you know, he had like, he had kept like all these flyers and documents from and newsletters from the 80s and 90s and those were super fun to read super cool and you know so I spent a lot of time looking through those and taking out the stuff that I felt would be cool to show in the exhibition and I can't take too much credit for this but uh, Diego uh, who also worked on the project transcribed all the radio segments that we had i just got to listen to them and had fun listening to them but they transcribed every single one which was amazing <laughs> so that was a big part of what we did at the beginning um and now well now since the show is already installed we're now just focusing on like what the panel is going to look like and there's not much installing that needs to be done just a lot of like technical stuff but um yeah that's that's kind of like an overview of what what it's looked like so far but umi maybe ha might have more to say on that i'm not sure okay and then going with with umi forgive me if i get this incorrectly but you're a content creator is that correct uh yeah i'm a content strategist i my title okay. is actually director of content strategy Oh, cool. Can I ask you what it sounds like it it could mean a lot of things. What what is it exactly that you do? So, yeah, what is it do I do? I I create a space to 
uplift stories from the archives. So, uh, so if you think of the archives as um, kind of the, I don't know, the physical objects, right? Like where the physical collections, documents, ephemera, tapes exist. And then people like go to the archive, they don't necessarily know what to do. So the archivists are the ones who sort of help structure that experience find information, help them search, right? So my job is another step removed from that, which is to kind of make space for folks who are interested in uncovering stories and to have a platform to be sharing the stories that are derived or inspired by the archival objects. So in many ways, I see my job as being a witness to the power of storytelling and story sharing. So, uh, so in the context of the the project that we're talking about here together on the air, I work with Angel, who uh, was our still is because exhibition is closing soon, <laughs> is our guest curator, and and you know the curator comes in to look for stories to kind of be the uh, dig into the materials to um, discover and create or histories and uh, and I make sure I support the person make sure they have access to the materials and then I help kind of like shape the stories you know kind of in terms of like the format of the final thing uh, and make it like accessible uh, to the general public to our constituents and and I think you know overall it's it's been a really fulfilling part of my job because I get to witness so many amazing ways in which stories could be uncovered and generate kind of new meanings and uh, a new dynamics, you know, once it's shared. So like, you know, I get to see how people talk about the archive, you know, in different ways, like the body as an archive, right? Like artists coming in to do that work, curators coming in to do that work, um, you know, river as an archive, you know, like there are so many ways in which we can think about the archive outside of this stuff, uh, the collection items too. And, uh, and I, I'm personally, uh, I have a background in audio. So of course have a, a strong bias toward exhibition projects and podcasts that um, that have a strong kind of audio component. So yeah, so that's my job. I help kind of create the environment, build a team each time to kind of uplift these stories and make them out there and accessible and, and to be able to touch um, the communities, people that we want um, the stories to be out there for. Wonderful. And, and I want to ask, um... Angel, um, I, get, I hear a lot of passion in your voice about what you do and you, you consider it a hobby uh, to curate this information that you're gathering. I myself, as a historian and a filmmaker, also I was really attracted to Roland's uh, oral story of gay and lesbian Latinos Unidos. And um, that prompted us to uh, work on on the film documentary uh, about the organization, and I got a chance to re- meet Rita Gonzalez and Lydia Otero and uh, so many other people that participated in the film. So I think we're on the same wavelength in terms of just the the passion and and and, and curating that information so that it's passed down to uh, other people and shared with other people and future generations. I wanted to ask you. You created the exhibit 
together on air, what do you want people to learn or take away from the exhibit? Ah, thank you. That's a that's a great question. And I appreciate what you said, Mario. You know, there's so much to take away from the exhibit, but I think, you know, there's like a lot of people don't know about this history. So that's just one thing, like a simple thing where if you walk in, you can all of a sudden be in this world that like shows you in an entertaining and educational way what this history was and is. What I want people to take away is like, it's not just about glue as an organization. It's about what glue did and paved the way for. Because really, this glue as an organization was like so radical for its time. And like, the way that I see it is that, like, first, it's really important to understand where our lineage comes from as like activists, right? Or as historians. But yeah, like when you look back, like there weren't organizations like Glue at the time. And really, you guys paved the way for so many organizations that got to do more really cool work. Uh, so that's like probably the most important thing to me that people should take away is like, wow, like if it wasn't for this organization, where would we be right now? And it's it actually does work like that, in my opinion. I don't know. Does that answer your questions? Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, there's there's so many reasons why we do the work that we do. And this uh, this exhibition of the historical archives of glue is super important. And I think everybody's going to take away different things from um, the exhibit. And um, but no, I think I think you you answered the question and <laughs> throughout your interviews. So we appreciate your your responses. Well put, Ankel. It's very touching. So Umi, what's in the what's in the future after this exhibit comes down on the thirty first? What's next? We have in person exhibition that we are currently in production for. It's going to open in the fall, and we're you know it is One Archives Foundation's seventieth anniversary. So we're in this moment. We're doing a lot of uh, introspective, retrospective work right now. And uh, this upcoming fall exhibition uh, will be on One Magazine, which is a publication, the first nationally distributed gay and lesbian publication mm -hmm. uh, with this inaugural issue in 1952, uh, actually 1953. And uh, it was... Um, published by folks um, who are our founders. So we're uh, looking back on that history and um, to sort of dig into what it was like to be queer, LGBTQ, in the era of mid-century America. And this show will be curated by Lexi Bar Johnson, who is the curator at One Archives at the USC Libraries. Before that, we're actually kicking off um, our podcast season two. So we have a podcast called Periodically Queer, which looks at magazines as a way to dig into the history of queer organizing and community building. And for season two, we're digging into uh, two different periodicals. One of them is one magazine. Second one is actually Vanguard. Vanguard is actually an interesting magazine based around San Francisco 
um, homeless youth, LGBTQIA um, organizing in the 60s. So we'll be looking at the history of um, youth-led organizing, potentially one of the first uh, documented queer youth-led movements in a country and and uh, really sort of unfolding some of the stories around um, that movement. Great. So very exciting. Great. Wow, that, that's really good. I, I look forward to those. Can can we talk a little bit about the screening that's going to take place of Unidad, Gay and Lesbian Latinos Unidos on Friday, March 31st, and about the special panel that's going to be there? Sure thing. So uh, on the 31st, of March, um, we are having a closing event for Together on the Air, and uh, we are excited to be showing Unidad documentary film about GLOW. And after the screening, we'll have a panel discussion with um, members of Radio GLOW and uh, filmmakers, as well as Angel will be moderating the panel. Um, we do want to make sure that that people know that this is the day that we'll be honoring Cesar Chavez and his contribution to GLOW and to queer Latinx movements. So um, so we'll be discussing that as well um, on the panel. Is there anything else you would like to add, Angel? No, I think I'm good. You said all of it. I'm, I'm, I'm just so excited to get everyone together and pick pick their brains. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'll be in LA then, so I'll be. I'm excited to to be around y'all and your your energy. You all are so optimistic, and I'm excited about the 31st. And it's the closing uh, of the exhibition together of the on the air, right? It's the last day, and then you start taking it down. Yeah, we'll be deinstalling after that. But we're excited about the gathering as well and seeing y'all in person again. Well, I just want to say this is Rita here that. I want to thank everyone for our first real show. We did one last month. And Angel and Umi, how does it feel to be interviewed on the other side? Oh, man, I have a lot of thoughts on this. Um, when I was in grad school um, studying oral history, we had to do a lot of exercises with partners where we would have to get interviewed. And I hate it. I hate talking about myself. I hate like being in front of the camera or the microphone. I um I much prefer being on the other side. But I will say that you learn so much about yourself through these things. And it, it just I really appreciate the opportunity to do this. So thank you so much. Umi. It's neat to be on this side of the microphone, um, but I'm often on the other side of the mic. I love being on this side because um, it makes me think about conversations differently. And it's not that I'm only talking to you, the person, the people who are interviewing me, but I'm, you know, I have to think holistically about where this is going to get out and what what I'm what I'm going to say is going to mean to the people who eventually read and connect to and listen in. It makes me feel like the world is large, much larger than um, than what's in front of me immediately. And yeah, I love that. It's an expansive feeling. Thank you again for the opportunity. Well, thank you and and everybody here. So once again, the event is on the thirty first. So if people want more information, they just go to the one archive and they can uh, register there, correct? OneArchives.org, and you'll be able to see the event information if you click on the event page. 
introduce themselves again. All right. I'm Eduardo Archuleta with Radio Q Glue. We've added the Q to be more, more inclusive to the queer community. I'm Lidia Otero. I'm speaking to you all from Tucson, but technology and the net makes this all possible. And I look forward to seeing all of you on March 31st and hanging out with y'all and hearing some some great stories about the exhibition and about and following you to Umi and Angel's future projects. That's exciting. And I am Mario Navoa, producer of Unidad Gay Lesbian Latinos Unidos, which I'm proud to be uh, sharing with everyone. And I hope everybody gets to see it on the 31st, an exclusive screening. So we will have uh, more news to share about Unidad coming soon. Thank you. I'm Umi Su. I'm the director of content strategy from One Archives Foundation and helped put together together on the air uh, which will have a closing event on the 31st. Looking forward to seeing y'all. I'm Angel Loarte del Solar. Uh, I'm a lot of things, including a curator uh, at One Archives Foundation. And I'm super excited to see everyone on the 31st. Thank you so much. And we'll be here next month. So thanks, everyone. We'll have another interesting show. So it's, please stay tuned right here. And we do want to hear from you. So tell us what you think of the Adagena and Radio Q Glue. You can... Like us on our Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or email us at theoutagenda at gmail.com. I'm Rita Gonzalez. Thanks for listening and have a wonderful week. And remember that being out is the first step to being equal. Now stay tuned for This Way Out.